Welcome to Behold, a podcast for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is episode 87. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 87 of the podcast. I am so grateful that you have decided to join me today. Today, we're going to be talking about peak emotions. I'm really excited to share this with you, but let's get started with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come and be a part of every moment of our lives. Be with us in the difficult and in the exciting. Be with us when we're being challenged and when we're resting. Help us to grow in our faith, no matter the season that we're in. Help us to look to share these experiences with you and to see that you have never left our side. No matter if we were in a peak or a valley. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. In Beckons, which is the monthly life coaching membership that we have here at Behold, we talk a lot about emotions that we avoid, or maybe we that we resist. We don't want to feel sad, or pain, or unloved, or anger, or jealousy, or out of control. All of these emotions are typically categorized as negative emotions. I really don't like this phrase, even though I've used it, because it implies that something is bad about the emotions. I just want to tell you that there is nothing wrong with these emotions. I spend a lot of time um, coaching with women who, on how to feel these feelings, feel these emotions, but it's okay to be in these places because we know that it's okay because Jesus felt the full spectrum of emotions. And so if we are trying to be like Christ, then we have to allow these emotions as well. This means we have to get comfortable with emotions that we might have avoided or resisted in the past. But today we're not actually going to talk about how to feel those, you know, quote unquote negative emotions. Today we're going to talk about a phenomenon that happens sometimes where we resist all emotion, not just these ones that we don't want to experience, but also the opposite emotions, the, the supposedly positive emotions. You see, we all have wounds. We have places in our hearts where we've been hurt. We may have healed in some areas, but we may have just stitched it up without allowing the Lord to cleanse it first. And if we've done that, and then we go to the divine physician for healing, he may have to open the wound back up, cleanse it further, do the deep healing, and then stitch us back together. This can be scary. We don't want to open up that past pain. Interestingly, though, sometimes that past pain prevents us from fully experiencing our emotions. It may be a wound that stops us from feeling, but it could also be a habit 
We've grown so used to stuffing our feelings in that we no longer feel anything at all. An emotion comes up and our brain, being ever-efficient, squashes it down right away before we even recognize it. The habit of avoiding our emotions is so deep that our brain no longer distinguishes between the negative and positive emotions. So we live our lives on neutral or numb. And friends, that is no way to live. I notice that this comes up frequently for some of the women that I work with, even with, even with myself at times. And it comes up frequently with feelings of joy, excitement, anticipation, even love. Let's say, for example, that you have something exciting planned in a few weeks. It's a big event, really exciting event. But any time that you start to get excited, you notice that you start to temper that excitement. Maybe you try not to talk about it. Maybe your brain tells you that it might not happen anyway, so there's no point in being excited about it now. Maybe your brain even tells you that you'll jinx yourself. In this instance, we can see that there are that there might be a wound here. We may have been excited for events in the past that meant a lot to us, but that never happened. So our brain has adopted a belief that we can't get excited because it might not happen. Your brain might actually believe that if you get excited and it doesn't work out, the crash will be too difficult for you to bear. But this isn't true. Part of the joy of an event like this is the excitement and anticipation leading up to it. If you don't allow yourself to feel that, even though the event happens and is wonderful, you'll miss out on part of the experience. If the event doesn't happen, you will be disappointed. But wouldn't you rather have allowed yourself to experience the joy of anticipating the event? This is the beauty of learning to feel our feelings. We begin to recognize that our emotions are vibrations in our body caused by our thoughts. So our emotions might be uncomfortable, but they aren't going to physically harm us in the way that we sometimes think they will. And even if they are uncomfortable, we can be uncomfortable. We can do hard things. When we allow ourselves the grace to go in that place, to go to that place, to be uncomfortable, we begin to recognize that our emotions actually come and go and they dissipate relatively quickly when we allow ourselves to process through them without resistance, but acceptance. So if that event that we were talking about doesn't happen, my disappointment is going to be there if I've allowed myself to be excited or not. I might as well allow myself to have that excitement. Some would argue that the fall is greater though. You know, if you started off with all this excitement, you're way up here excited, then you're going to fall way down here in disappointment. But I would argue that a wide range of varied emotions was the way that God made us to experience this beautiful life he created. When we don't allow ourselves to rise and fall very far, then we're living our life in this neutral area, this neutral zone of emotion where we just feel numb. His creation is too wonderful for us to experience it in neutral. We do this with love too. And I'm not just talking about romantic love. I'm talking about friendship, even familial love. We've been hurt before. 
We don't want to be hurt again, so we guard our hearts. We put a wall up and we don't allow others to penetrate that wall. When we start to feel close to someone, we find ourselves drawing away because we don't want the pain that we are so sure will come. And we know that pain will come because it always does. Humans are not perfect. People make mistakes. When we are in relationships with humans, they will mess up. We will mess up. But that's the beauty of our faith. We get to forgive. And we get to forgive again. And we get to ask for forgiveness. And if that relationship was not meant to continue, we get to rest in our relationship with the Lord. Because he will never abandon us. He will never stop wanting our good. He will never stop seeking us. He'll never stop loving us. But you know, we aren't perfect. And we can't... We get we get the best of the Lord every time. But he doesn't always get the best of us. And yet he still loves us. It can be scared to love others. We're afraid of being hurt. We're afraid of loss. And so then... We damper our emotions. We don't seek those deep relationships. We don't try to get closer to people. We live our life in neutral. So what do we do in these situations? How do we allow ourselves to experience the full range of emotions? First, we can do this by living in the moment. We can stop worrying about the future, stressing about what that might be, how hard we could fall, how painful the loss, the grief and disappointment. We live right here and right now in this moment. We excitedly anticipate our future plans. We talk about them with friends. We cherish and love this moment because this moment is precious. And in this moment, all is well. As I teach, we have to feel our feelings. And I live in Kansas. And here it's pretty flat, but our emotions don't have to be flat. We do have to go into those deep valleys sometimes where we experience that pain and failure and grief. But we also have to allow ourselves to climb up to the peaks too, to really experience the love and joy and excitement. We weren't made for a life of flat emotions. We were made for more. We were made for emotions that have these peaks and valleys. This week, I want you to begin to notice where you aren't allowing yourselves these peak emotions. I've decided that's what I'm going to call positive emotions from now on, or, you know, what we have previously called positive emotions. I'm going to call them peak emotions. And negative emotions, I'm going to call those valley emotions. Because there's nothing wrong with either one. We're just in a valley right now. We're up at a peak right now. And I just want you to notice, I want you to start noticing those peak emotions when you're, and when you're holding yourself back from them. And then I want you to get curious about why you're holding yourself back. What's stopping you? Then bring it to the Lord. Let him heal you. Let him erase the lies that you've been believing and redeem your thoughts. And if you want help with this, please come and work with me. I would love to be on this journey more deeply with you. My website is in the show notes. Friends, emotions aren't always easy, but they're worth it. Ask the Lord to come alongside with you as you feel and process. Surrender every emotion to him. 
Allow yourself not only those valleys, but also the peaks. I think that experiencing the full range of emotions is truly an act of trust in the Lord. If you haven't done it in a long time, it can be so scary to think of actually allowing yourself to feel, let alone process those feelings. But God is good. He is who he says he says he is, and he's so dependable. He will carry you on this journey. We just have to ask for the faith to trust him. I think I've said this before, but my very favorite arrow prayer, an arrow prayer is a short, quick prayer shot right from your heart to his. Is Jesus, I trust in you. Your love is all I need. If I truly believe this, that his love is all that I need, then I have the freedom to live fully present to my emotions in every moment. This does not always mean that I react to my emotions in a certain way. If I'm angry, I don't have to yell. If I'm elated, I don't have to do a happy dance at that moment. It is about allowing our interior life to authentically reflect our thoughts. And then it's about choosing how we want to show up while we're having that emotion. And when we can do that, and trust me, it's probably going to take each of us a lifetime to be able to master this. But when we even make a small step in this direction, then we're one step closer to living our lives worthy of the call we have received. I'm Christy Horsch. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're listening in real time, happy Easter. I'd just like to ask you, what are you waiting for? Why don't you come and join us on this journey? You can check out my website below for options. I have a monthly membership called Beckon that is an affordable way with weekly group coaching, deep diving courses on the topics that I mentioned here and so many more. I also do one-on-one coaching and no matter where you are right now, I hope you'll take a moment to share this podcast on social media or with a friend. This work is powerful, so let's build each other up and do it together. Until I see you next week, I will be praying for you. God bless.